podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Uh, welcome to the five-year plan extra post-match podcast I think that's the right title uh for second game of 2022 uh 2-1 win in the fa cup third round at Millwall. we've won a cup game we've scored goals in the cup what is happening it's a brand new year uh and to celebrate that victory alongside me mr jim daly we've got mr dom firefield hello to you Hello, Jim. Sorry, the fan on my computers have gone absolutely insane. So it's well, it's celebrating. taking off. Your fan oh, is celebrating the Palace win. So we'll take... It's nice to have a fan, I guess. <laughs> hey! hey. Right, started early doors. Um, you were there today, so we'll get your thoughts on, on the game. But uh, I'm glad to see you've made it back in one piece. Now, now. Come on. We're all, we're all grown men here. Well, at least we are. <laughs> <laughs> Another grown man is... Uh, Legendly. That's, that's probably the worst link I've ever done in my life. Um, Adam Sells, also there at the game today. So uh, good to see your smiling face. And uh, how are you? Yes, I'm fine, thank you. Came back unscathed. Black taxi there and a black taxi back. So it wasn't uh, wasn't too bad. And the black taxi there was driven by a, a taxi driver whose son used to be an apprentice at Charlton when Powley was the manager. And the Black Taxi back was driven by a Millwall fan. Both of them were Millwall fans, there and back, by the way. And the Black Taxi back was driven by a Millwall fan whose son is in our under-18 team, Crystal Palace. Oh, wow. Can we? Are we allowed to name, yeah. can we name that player? I don't player know or? if I should or not. So, maybe not, maybe not. Uh, but there yeah. you go. That's, that's interesting. That's nice. So when that player gets to the first team and becomes the star, then you can you can, you can back, backdate your anecdote and name, name him then. Uh, right. Shall we... Do you know what? We've got a lot of questions, as you'd expect, um, which we'll save for part two. I'll drop a couple into part one. But I think, Dom, we should just start with the game itself uh, and maybe pop straight to. I mean, we could talk about the lineup if we want, but I think we knew that Vieira was going to play a strong lineup. He said he would. And I think probably most fans were hoping for that because if there's a chance for a cup run this season, then, you know, you've got to play your strong lines, especially against a team like Millwall, who have had some pretty big uh, cup wins against Premier League teams in recent opposition. So, uh, oh, even though the first half wasn't the best, and we'll come on to the second half in a bit, but probably the right decision to play that team? 
Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, I actually, <laughs> and Rob, Rob would would have a go at me for this. I, I was a bit disappointed in some ways that Mateta was preferred <laughs> up front in the middle. I thought Benteke was made for Benteke, and I think most of the first half it looked as if actually it was made for Benteke. But but uh, but fair play to Jean Philippe, who um, at the moment is racking up the goals against uh, clubs that Crystal Palace detest and <laughs> fast becoming a cult hero of of, of some standing. <laughs> Well, so obviously we're going to get Charlton in the fourth round and uh, Mateta's clearly, he can't still be here by then, but if he is, he's clearly uh, going to score. Unfortunately, Rob's not here, of course, um, and in his self-appointed position as the Jean-Philippe Mateta uh, fan club chairman, he won't be able to retort to what you just said there, Don, but I'm sure that he will be shouting at his phone right now as he's listening. Um, Selzy, let's get if to the he's, first... If he's charging for men- memberships as the chairman, he's going to be a bit short, I think. <laughs> I think it's just him. I think it's just him. Um <laughs> Let's get to the first incident. And actually, Sales, you're the good person to uh, talk to about that because it's the first Millwall goal. And and Butland's, I have to admit, I actually, I did miss this because my daughter was uh, refusing to nap at the time. Uh, so I had to wait till half time to see this. But I kept seeing people talking about this Butland's error. And I was thinking, what has he done? Has he dropped it? Has he spilled it or whatever? And actually, when it, I haven't seen a palace keeper do this for a while and lose the ball with his feet. And then at half time, right, Ian Wright was saying, well, they won't stop doing that. That's you know, even though it's the backup keeper, that's the way that they want to play. Um, how, from a goalkeeping perspective, how bad an error was that from Chuck Uh I think you just have to say, JB. My my response would be that it goes with the territory. Really, you know, if you're going to play this way, and sometimes players get caught on the ball, or they get caught in two minds, or don't make the right choices. Unfortunately, when you're the goalkeeper, there is. Uh, no way out when you get it wrong, unfortunately, because there's no one behind you to help you out. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't a great moment for Jack, um, and quite ironic, really, considering there's been sort of some call for, from from people up until the past month or so for him to be playing, and that this there's a notion that he would be better with his feet than uh, Vicente Guaita, but. <clears throat> It was a, it was a, uh, you know, a, a terrible error. But just, yeah, I don't, I don't think you should think too long and hard about it. It's just one of those things. Sometimes you get caught out and you make a bad choice. Or, well, he wasn't so much a bad choice. He didn't make a choice, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the things about being a goalkeeper is always be decisive, and. You know, it's obviously very easy to say and not so easy to do. But even I used to say to goalkeepers, even when you're decisively wrong, you know, when a goalkeeper comes too far from the line. Yeah. But sometimes if he keeps going, even though it's the wrong choice, he puts the fella off or, you know, they get away with it in some way. The fatal bit is to do neither and sort of come halfway, and then you are sort of literally in no man's land. And what he did today was the sort of equivalent with the back pass: "Shall I? Shan't I? Will I? Won't I?" Oh, sorry, it's gone. Do you know what I mean? It was that sort of, uh, and it wasn't. It, I mean, it, it gave them the absolute lift that they would have wanted because you know it, it, it did put a slightly false complexion on things. I thought we took quite a long time to sort of get going in the game and we lacked presence in midfield and and up front. But 
So you, you, you're going in one nil down at half time, and you know uh, Gary Rowett said afterwards in the press conference that you know, oh, I thought we were good in the first half. I thought Millwall looked spent after about half an hour, and you know within that time they'd had a couple of attempts at the goal and been gifted an absolute, you know, get well. What can you say? It wasn't a goal of their own making or doing. I mean, you can argue the press and all that sort of stuff, but, you know, the opposition's goalkeeper or goalkeeper or any goalkeeper, you generally expect to deal with that situation. And in all honesty, once Jack had changed his mind and had a doubt, just clout it and get rid of it. And we're never having this conversation because it would all be forgotten in about two seconds. Do you know what I mean? There might be a groan as the ball went out of play or something, but that's the sort of end of it, really. Um, but it's part and parcel, really. It is part and parcel being a goalkeeper. And if you're going to play this way, you know, accidents will happen. And to coin my, one of my 73-year-old mother's favourite phrases, you don't make omelettes without cracking a few eggs. And I think that was one of those situations today. So, uh, yeah, I suspect if uh, if Butland has a similar situation uh, in current upcoming games, he will just absolutely uh, thwack it because uh, you learn from your mistakes. I th- to be fair, Dom, um, Millwall started very brightly and it, it almost, uh, I think that goal maybe did follow the flow of the opening exchanges in the game. Palace, as Celsius says, were flat and couldn't really get anything going up front. The front three looked pretty isolated. Do you think that was a symptom of Palace starting badly or you know, or this kind of trend we've seen of Palace starting slowly and picking up the second half or the fact that it was Millwall's Cup final, the fans were up for it and, and maybe we should have expected they were going to come out of the blocks 100 miles an hour? The weird thing was, other than the phobie chance after, I think it was nine minutes from Bradshaw pulled the ball back to him, they didn't really create that many clear-cut no, opportunities whilst you know being in the ascendancy. They were the more aggressive team. But I, and I wonder whether Palace had been braced for a rather furious opening, you know, Mill flying at them and, and sort of went back into them into their shells and, and were just trying to draw the sting almost and, and you know take taking their time passing it amongst the the back line and and I mean there was no pace at all to any of Palace's build up play and their possession was unbelievably well no I don't want to say aimless but it was it was harmless in the first half. Passive, passive, had a lot yeah. yeah exactly they they had a load of the ball but they just you know they never really threatened anyway never got anywhere near hurting Hurting Mill, and it was almost as it was a tactic to sort of draw the sting from the occasion, and then, and then we'll impose ourselves, and we'll, and, and we'll, you know, the quality will out, and to a certain extent, that's what happened. I mean, after, as as Cersei says, after a half an hour, Mill sort of blew themselves out, and you know, there were a couple of little sightings, little indications towards towards the break that that Palace were rousing themselves and, you know, Gallagher had the shot that he, he drilled just wide of the post. And um, there were a couple of little darts actually infield from Elise from the right um, and the big penalty appeal, obviously as well. Um, when, when Eze went down in the box, but, but it, it just needed, it just needed a bit more pace and urgency in the way that Palace were playing. And, and, uh, you know, apparently Patrick Vieira wasn't, ranting and raving at the interval he was he was he was very measured in in what he was telling the players uh, and he was 
overly quite positive actually with with what he was oh. saying to them and and you know you've got you, you your quality will tell eventually and i don't think he would have expected to tell 44 seconds into the second half but the reality was that no were there for the taking their backline even in that first half looked shaky they looked panicked whenever palace went forward and palace have got a lot of quality going forward it's just it had it was it was a matter of getting that midfield organized and urgent and and as, as yeah, not being so passive try to take the get the game by the scruff of the neck and actually impose themselves which is what they did for 15 minutes in the second half and that was enough to win the tie i think there was sorry jd i think there were two problems really one we were too passive and when we did get the ball in the final third which wasn't very often where we sort of made it stick our final ball was terrible mm. and I thought sort of most of the first half, Elise and um, Eze, there was sort of no link-up play really from Mateta where he was sort of holding the ball and getting them in the game. Uh, But both of them sort of meandered, I would say, and it looked like we sort of took too long. And and as Dom said, we were so sort of passive and slow and lacking tempo in our build-up play that we were sort of taking too long in possession when we when we had sort of reasonable situations and you were sort of I have to say I was thinking you know perhaps we need on one side somebody more direct here who's actually just going to go past someone and sort of leave them there you know that type of because Dom said they were really central defensively very very slow and there were sort of times where the ball dropped in behind them and they they looked uncomfortable and we didn't really have the right personnel to sort of exploit that to a degree. Um, I can't imagine, you're just talking about sort of Vieira ranting and raving there, Dom. I can't really imagine Vieira ranting and raving. I know we saw a bit at the end of the last game where he had to get dragged away by Ward. But you I remember kind of... Patrick Vieira, yeah? The, the player who got <laughs> sent off 10 times as a, as a professional yeah. player. <laughs> Something about him, the older version of Patrick Vieira, makes me think that he's a much more sort of calm individual and... Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I certainly get the impression that he trusts his players and he trusts his approach. The fact that there wasn't sweeping changes at half time. So I get the impression that he does. He trusts those players, even though Elise and Mateta Renese were quiet in the first half. He trusts them to come good, the, the process to work. Yeah. And I mean, he only has to look at the, the players that he has at his disposal and, and what he's up against to trust those players, really. I mean, <laughs> he was on the point of taking Mateta off when Mateta scored the goal. I mean, Edouard was, <laughs> was waiting on the on the, on the yeah. touchline to come on. Uh, but when you've got Benteke and Edouard on the bench, I mean, that's 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 some firepower to be able to fling onto a, a pitch. Yeah. So there were options for him. I, I'm I'm glad he didn't make the changes at halftime. Strangely, despite whinging to to Rob throughout that first half about Mateta's performance, and he, and he, and Celsi's right. It, it would. Half the time it was the delivery up to him. It it was always it, not he's not he's not the most mobile player. Um so you really have to if you're gonna play the ball to him, you've got to play to his feet. I mean you've got to get it to him, or at least into his body. And then quite often they were like five yards to one side and he didn't really have the the ability to turn quickly and go and gather it. And that just presented the ball back to Millwall, which was frustrating to say the least. But they, they were better at it second half. So from the from the first from the kickoff, Millwall's kickoff in that second half, um, Palace looked more up for it. More, there was yeah. more snap to them, more bite to them, um, and, and it was actually summed up by Eze. Eze wins the ball back. Eze 
who we don't look at as a, somebody who's got, who tackles a lot, he actually dispossesses a Millwall player, regains the ball, and from that we score the equaliser. Um, but it, it sort of summed up the yeah this more upbeat tempo. And at least say didn't say much post match when he was interviewed. I think by by Crystal I Palace. Saw that. It was like one word on ITV. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he did say that that. It, they'd been told to go and express themselves and fight a bit more. And that's that's what they did. They, in the first 44 seconds after the interval, they just had a bit more about them. They were more aggressive. And, and that's all it took for us to remember that actually we're a lot better than Millwall and it won't take a lot to beat them. Well, I've yeah. got to say, if it was me and I was in the dressing room at half-time and that had come in at 45 minutes, you know, the conversation would have been, Chaps, it's all very well being better than the opposition. And let's be honest, there isn't a single player in the opposition side that would even make our substitutes bench. You've no excuse for losing, but you're going to get beat here if you don't start imposing yourself on the game and sort of showing a bit more character, if that's the right word. I want to say probably something more in line with testicles, but... uh, you know, the... It's in line with uh, testicles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Getting anatomical now. I, I think... Uh, <laughs> I, I think it was a, a sort of a lack of drive and a lack of sort of character, perhaps, in the first half. You know, and, and as Dom says, when you do play up to Mateta, his feet aren't great and he's he's a little bit sort of ponderous when he receives the ball and it's a bit awkward and... Uh, his feet are more like flippers than uh, than a than a sort of uh, a ballet dancer. Let's say he's not got quick. He's not quick on his feet. He's on his heels a lot of the time, and he's and he's a bit awkward. I mean, I I described him early in his Palace career as Paolo One Shot meets Yaya Sanogo, and I think I'm sort of still on that line today. Rob you know, is going to be furious right now. Finisher though, Feltzels, isn't he? He's a good finisher. I don't think um, either of those two were, were brilliant natural finishers. So no, go no, all one shot. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, uh, I saw him for mine score some very decent goals, but he doesn't. He, his running style isn't very. His arms and legs are everywhere, and it's kind of. He just looks a bit awkward and ungainly. Mm. Is probably what I'm trying to say. And there'll be occasions where that will be an advantage and make him difficult yeah. to play against. But sometimes when you're trying to put things together, the ball doesn't sort of, it's not get it, bang, get it, bang. It's all sort of a bit ponderous, turn, wriggle around. It's, I, I, he's not he's not smooth. And I think the, the, the reality is that we've ended up going in at half time, being a goal behind. And as Dom said, and I, I said this, you know, it wasn't because Millwall were very good or were in the ascendancy or any of that really. They, they barely had a shot of the goal. We had a situation where Jack's given away a, a, a daft goal, effectively, and that's it. That's why you're losing, do you know? But I've got to say, JD, even in the second half, I, and the final whistle went, I didn't come away from the game feeling particularly pleased with our display I was pleased with the outcome and the fact that we're in the hat for the next round and that's all that matters to a degree but after we turned the game around in that spell and gone 2-1 up the game was there for us to press home and win 3-4-5 and put them you know put them to the sword and instead we sort of sat off them again and looked uncomfortable for the last 
period, the last sort of 10 minutes of the game, we were sort of playing for the 2-1 victory when really I felt that, this, you know, to a degree, and I don't know, I haven't chatted with Don much afterwards, but the substitutions didn't particularly help us, I don't think, in a lot of senses. And we didn't, we, we didn't have a, any kind of rhythm after the substitutions. We didn't really attack with the sort of venom or the, or, or the, the ferocity that we did for that sort of spell just after half time. Thanks for listening. The full episode of this FYP podcast post-match extra pod is available at patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash FYP podcast. Okay, let's get this cavity filled. Uh, doctor, I think your tank is leaking laughing gas. Gas? <laughs> Did you hear you can save on gas at BJ's Wholesale Club? Wait, you can save on gas at BJ's? <laughs> yeah, members save on everyday low gas prices. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> nope, these savings are no joke. <laughs> BJ's, absurdly simple savings. Shop today. Not a member? Go to bj's.com slash simple savings. Sports Social Podcast Network.